Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley, and we're the Theme Parkettes. Find out more about us, our store, our vacation planning services, and more at themeparkettes.com. Today, we are talking about places that combine world-class dining, the country's most Instagrammable snacks, live entertainment, fun, and shopping. We are, believe it or not, talking about theme park shopping districts. Are you surprised? Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. (laughs) Theme park shopping districts are not what they used to be. And Jessica, because there are so many things to talk about with these theme park shopping districts, we are going to have to split this into two episodes. So our first episode, we're going to talk all about the two very popular districts in Orlando. And on episode two, you will hear all about the West Coast shopping districts. West Coast, as we normally do, (laughs) which is me being on the East Coast and Jessica being on the West Coast, having a little bit of a a battle of the shopping districts. (laughs) It's not really a battle. It's not really a battle. They're all wonderful and you should visit them all on your next trips. Absolutely. And some of them you have to because you literally can't get into the theme park without walking through them. Without walking through them. And we're going to discuss them all. So this is part one. O-Town. O-Town. <laughs> I literally just, like you said that, and I was like, the band? Oh, right, because yeah. it's Orlando. Duh. Oh, wow. Of course, we have to start with the OG. The OG. Disney Springs. And arguably, not arguably, definitely the biggest of them all. For sure. I mean, it is huge. Massive. 120 acres. And as a travel agent, I think that you even tell people to spend a day at Disney Springs. <laughs> I do. Well, actually, <laughs> I had a client once who, you know, was just talking through like, what happens if I lose all my clothing on the airline? What happens if my shoes fall apart? Like just very dramatic <laughs> questions. And I was like, well, actually, you can just go to Disney Springs and buy a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> kind of all right? set. Especially with Disney Springs, out of all of the ones that we're going to talk today, you can absolutely kill an entire day just going to Disney Springs. But, you know, there's just so many amazing things about each location and all of the options. And the great thing about it is if you're going to one of these locations, like if you're going to Orlando or you're going to, you know, Anaheim or to Hollywood, you don't even have to go to the theme parks. Like you can have, you know, a great experience and enjoy shopping and some eating and maybe some live entertainment and you literally don't have to pay for a theme park Admission. ticket. Yeah. Maybe just parking depending on where you're going. But yeah. Right. And so we're going to tell you about all of these places, give you some of our best suggestions, basically tell you how many hours we think you could spend there <laughs> if you're curious. So because we want to be as helpful as possible, Obviously, we want you to listen to our whole episode, but if you are planning a vacation and you just want to fast forward to the location that you're going to on your vacation, check our show notes for the time codes of when we'll be discussing each shopping district. We are going to cover, Ashley, you want to tell us? We are going to cover Disney Springs at the Walt Disney World Resort, Downtown Disney at Disneyland Resort, City Walk. Orlando at Universal Orlando Resort, and then CityWalk Hollywood at Universal Studios Hollywood. And finally, our honorable mention, California Marketplace at Knott's Berry Farm. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And these are probably in order of biggest to smallest. 
but all of them, we absolutely think are worth checking out as part of your next theme park vacation. So let's start with the mother of all theme park shopping districts, the OG, they the might say. The OG. The OG. <laughs> Is it the OG? I don't know. California Marketplace might have been there a lot longer. We could look that up. I feel like it's the OG in terms of the modern day theme yeah. park shopping district. Like California Marketplace was very much just, not just, but it was, you know, the restaurant and like one shop. You know what I mean? It was a very yeah. small exterior engagement opportunity where it's yes. like Disney Springs was intentionally built to yeah. be this big thing. Right. I mean, yeah, California Marketplace has been around since 1934, but really just the Mrs. Knott's right. fried chicken restaurant. Exactly. So. Like we love Mrs. Knott's. It's just that, you know, in terms of the kind of larger scale entertainment complex, retail shopping, whatever. <laughs> if we want to pick the OG, why <laughs> yeah, is this important us? <laughs> whatever buzzwords that they use nowadays, like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have to say that for those of you who are Generation X like myself, <laughs> if you ever went to Disney as a kid at Walt Disney World in Orlando, you probably remember Disney Village which was what it was originally called. It was a shopping district that they built called Disney Village. Well, no, actually, that was the third name. Was it was it? Disney Village in the 80s. Eight- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Disney Village in the 80s. But when it was first built in like 72, it was Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village. Oh. And then two years later, <laughs> they renamed it to Walt Disney World Village. And then a couple years later, it was Disney Village. What? Yeah, it went through... Well, three name changes before it became Downtown Disney. But I think most people think of it as Disney Village if, you know, you're thinking about it back then because that's how long – that held the longest name, the name the longest until (laughs) whatever. You know what I mean? Basically, that's what it was called for the longest period of time until it changed to Downtown Disney. 1997, I think it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Year of the Spice Girls. If I even think – of the, like the term Disney Village Marketplace. <laughs> I have to say there's like a part and I love shopping now, but there's a part of me that just remembers being like eight and being like, ugh, <laughs> if my mom is going to spend so many hours at Disney. <laughs> because it was mostly just shopping. It yeah. was just it was just shopping and it wasn't it didn't have the amount of fun things that it has now. Now it's like I think kids want to go to Disney Springs because there's so much to it's just it's similar to going to a theme park. The only thing they don't have is rides, arguably. Yeah. So I mean, but man, when I think of it, I think of the long hours I sat on a bench outside a store <laughs> while my mom bought souvenirs for everybody back home. And I was like, uh, I just want to go back to the park. It benefited from, you know, the Eisner. Mm-hmm. leadership like that was 100% what changed it because I remember when we you know in the 90s when it flipped from Disney Village Marketplace and became downtown Disney I remember like the commercials with like the bright colors and the neon lights and the they talked about Disney Quest and yeah that was Cirque totally du Soleil and like eyes are trying to make things for teenagers and yeah, make it cool and make yeah. it like a super hip and and combining Pleasure Island you know because technic technically Pleasure Island and Disney Village Marketplace, they were in the same place, but they were like separate things. Mm -hmm. And then Downtown Disney kind of like put an umbrella around it and they put ID checks at either end of Pleasure Island and like 
you know, built Planet Hollywood and kind of did all of that stuff. So, but I just have that distinct memory of seeing the commercials of, you know, like I can just see like the purples and blues and like crazy music and, you know. Neon, 90s, loud. You'd pull into the parking lot and the music is blasting. So loud. And I remember thinking like when I saw it being like, this is new. And then my parents would get there and they'd be like, this is the same thing we were at two years ago. (laughs) It just has like some other stuff. (laughs) Right, this is that different. (laughs) But they hit on something really smart, which was to get people who wanted a day off from the theme parks to have something else to do, Mm -hmm. right? Even though Pleasure Island, RIP, didn't stand the test of time. Pleasure Island lasted for what it was in the like heyday of the 90s and like early 2000s. Pleasure Island lasted a pretty reasonable amount of time considering that at a certain point, you had to be 21 or older, right? Like, Earlier hours in the day, you didn't have to be, but at a certain point, like you had to be 21 years old. And so that really limits the number of people that stay at a Walt Disney World Resort because most people are, generally speaking, they're there with their families. Mm -hmm. But it also was around the same time that Disney really started ramping up on the resort side, ramping up the kids clubs and the variety of resorts and the babysitting services and kind of all of those things. So like they were really trying to give parents this opportunity of not just going out to a really nice dinner at one of the resorts, but also like go get your drink on and like dance yeah. and, you know, have a good time and stay out till 2 a.m. <laughs> while you're right. at Walt Disney World with your kids. <laughs> so, sure. But also they were just trying to compete, I think, too, with Orlando's club scene at the same time. So mm-hmm. Church uh, Street Station, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for that time frame, it was really about like, it was just the wild heyday of – of the 90s and the early aughts, as they would say. But now... Oh, but now. <laughs> but now it's Very Disney different. Springs and it's 120 acres. So Disney Springs is different from the other shopping districts that we're going to talk about in that it's not at the entrance, like something you have to walk through to get to a park. There mm-hmm. is no park on the outs- like walking distance to Disney Springs. No. Nope. It's its own space. You can walk to one of the resorts. You can walk to Saratoga Springs. So that's nice. And I think that that was an add-on. You know, they built that bridge when they redid Disney Springs. And you can take a boat to Old Key West or to Port Orleans, Riverside, or French Quarter. Like, you could go your whole vacation and never even see Disney Springs, in theory. Because, you know, it's total own separate thing from everything else. Right. If you are not renting a car, you can get transportation there on the buses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But there's no monorail that takes you there. Not yet. yet. No. <laughs> yet. yet. I feel like that's always the disclaimer with Disney stuff. There isn't there yet. Yeah. But- no gondolas. No gondolas yet. <laughs> oh, gosh. That would be amazing. Oh, I mean, I guess I would- technically – well, wait. Could you get a gondola or a monorail from one of the – those two no. resort? No, no, that doesn't work. No. So you nope. can really only get there on the bus if you don't have – or Uber if you don't have a yep. car. Right. Yeah. And if you do okay. have a car, there are two parking garages. So that's the other change is like for us folks who went before it was Disney Springs, we had those surface parking lots. Now they have these giant, giant parking garages that can fit a whole lot of a lot of cars. So yeah, if you're driving in, if you rent a car, whatever, you know, parking is free, you can drive yourself over there. But honestly, if you're staying on Disney property, just take the bus. Yeah, just take the bus. It'll drop you right off. And, you know, then you don't have to worry about 
if you're going to have some beverages over at one of the amazing bars that are there, like Wine Bar Jerk. So many, just so, so many amazing bars. So let's talk about these areas of Disney Springs. There's four of them. Mm-hmm. The Marketplace. The Marketplace is like the OG section of <laughs> – we keep using the term. Yeah, it's the did. original section of Disney Springs or, you know, mm-hmm. Disney Village Marketplace, like whatever you want to call it. That is kind of the – Sort of the, to the right, like the lagoon area, yeah, right? Yeah. If you're looking over Disney Springs, like from an aerial view, the Marketplace is on your right and West Side is on your left to the west. Mm-hmm. And then the Landing, which used to be Pleasure Island, and Town Center are kind of in the middle not evenly, right. but they're kind of like stacked on each other. Right. That makes sense. It doesn't with- make sense without a visual, but <laughs> we'll roll right. with it. <laughs> but that's what it is. It doesn't really matter. It's all Disney Springs. Yes. Yes, you can walk it all. Yes, you can. You can walk the whole thing. But like we said, it's 120 acres. It's end massive. To end. Yeah, you can definitely get your steps in. So wear comfy shoes as if you're going to a theme park, unless you're just going to one restaurant and one look cute in your heels. And but you even then, <laughs> I mean, depending on where the restaurant is and if you're taking the bus over, you're, it's, it's rare that you're going to get off the bus and go directly. Like, you still have to walk. <laughs> yeah. It's still, you know, there's still a little bit of a distance. So, mm-hmm. but also know that if your heels bother you, you can go and buy new flip flops or new shoes. <laughs> like, all of those things are available to you. So, really, you right. have that option of placing your shoes. Because there are over a hundred stores at Disney Springs. And a lot of those are new. You know, when it became Disney Springs, they intentionally built a ton more retail space than there was before. And there's a lot of outside retailers, if you would, you know, like stores that you would. It's not just the world of Disney. The world of Disney is there and it's massive. The largest one in the world. Right. And there's definitely something to be said for waiting for the day that you go to Disney Springs to go and do all your souvenir shopping in one day mm-hmm. and just get them all at World of Disney because basically almost everything that you can find in one of the four parks you can get, plus the water parks, you can find at World of Disney with a f- couple of exceptions of like limited things, but in or general. very specific park merchandise. Right. Can get that right. Park, yeah. But you can almost find everything that you found in the parks and more at World of Disney. I mean, it's massive. And that so store is crazy. You know, if you don't want to be carrying around a big stuffed Mickey Mouse, just wait and get it at Disney Springs <laughs> on the day that you go to Disney Springs. Carry it around at Disney Springs instead. Right. Of carrying around the no. Yeah. But outside of Disney type souvenir stores, there are a lot of outside retailers. Yes. Like some of them might surprise you. <laughs> yes. And in fact, you know what's funny? I was just looking through the list and I was <laughs> I was thinking about all of the things that don't exist there. And I was like, this is a missed opportunity. Like the fact that there isn't a dry bar at Disney Springs. Like I, mm. for one, would love to have my hair blown out while I'm on vacation. Yeah, nice hair salon. Right? Mm. Like there's no dry bar. There's no, there's no drugstore, which is kind of interesting. Oh. But yeah, there's Kate Spade and Tommy Bahama and Uniqlo, which has its own graphic t-shirt screen printing thing inside of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can make like a custom Disney t-shirt. I mean, there's like, it's just everything. There's just everything. That hat shop. Hat shop. Yes. Legos. The Lego store, which everybody loves. What else is, gosh, I'm trying to think of what it is. The Lego store, for those of you who haven't been there, if your kids love Legos, they're going to freak out over this Lego store. You know, there's just giant Lego statues. I don't know what they call them. 
sculpture. What are they called? Lego Lego sculptures. (laughs) Lego sculptures in and around photo opportunities. Your kids during the non-COVID times can stick their hands in a bunch of Legos and play with a bunch (laughs) of Legos. In fact, it gets so busy at both locations, although I don't want to hop ahead to the Anaheim location just yet. But there is one there as well. They've been starting to do reservations, like to get in because it's such it's such a beloved store for kids. Yeah, so, I mean, it makes sense because the line can get really long. And yeah. if you have your kids in there, I mean, they're going to play. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not going into like just shop and leave. They're like, there's a giant bucket of Legos. I'm going to stick my hands in it. Yeah. So they get inspired by all the things that they're seeing and then they want to build all the things. And oh, you could spend a lot of money in there. Yes, if you your could. kids like yes, Legos. Yeah. But yeah, the Lego store has been there, I think, forever. Yeah. yeah. And then you have stores like, you know, the Disney specific stores, like the marketplace, the co-op marketplace, which has its own little, there's little sections like the dress shop and the tech store and the pets area, like the stuff just for your Disney pet. And mm-hmm. then there's the Christmas shop where oh it's my literally gosh. just I ornaments. the Christmas <laughs> shop. If you are a Christmas person and a Disney person. You will love this place. It's always Christmas in there. Everything is literally just everywhere you look is just completely decorated Christmas. It smells like the holidays. It's just the sounds. Oh, it's so wonderful. You can get a lot of Christmas shopping done in there. Just if you can't like figure out like I want a souvenir from this trip, but I'm not sure what I want, like an ornament to remind yourself of that vacation is such a great gift, you know? It's perfect. And you can have them personalized at the store too. So if you wanted to add the year or, mm-hmm. you know, something special to it, you can have it. Most of the ornaments you can personalize at the store, which is great. A so like literally, I mean, if there's something you're like, I really want to buy X, chances are you can probably find it at Disney Springs. It's true. Mm-hmm. The pin trading. If you're into that, there's stores that are just low, you know, rather than having to go shop and see what pins they have, that one little pin section, there's an entire area like entire store that's just pins like all mm-hmm. of the pins <laughs> you also have the like there's different jewelry spots there's the arebas brothers the who do the crystal and if you're someone who has been to uh especially i feel like in magic kingdom and in epcot i actually don't know if there is if they have anything in hollywood studios or animal kingdom now that i'm thinking about it but basically you know it's the beautiful crystal sculptures. And I always love to go to the one in Epcot because they have the giant Cinderella castle that's made mm. out of crystal. And it's like $30,000. And it's <laughs> it's enormous and beautiful. But there's a whole store at Disney Springs dedicated to that stuff. So if you're, you know, a person who's really into like tchotchkes, yeah, there's some tchotchkes. There's Art of Disney store. There's Basin, which is in the, the bath bombs yes yeah. the bath bombs and like the salts in there and the only other store is at the grand floridian so like if you happen to go to the grand and you don't go there you can just go to the one at um at disney springs i mean there's a ton of stuff there yeah like, i mean that i think that the must visits for sure are the christmas the art of disney did you mention that i did briefly yeah briefly yeah yep, the art of disney those stores are just wonderful the once upon a toy Yes. Super cute. Oh my gosh. So cute. Board games and all of that type of stuff and like interactive things and also a lot of cute photo opportunities in there. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing too is like what we're trying to tell you all (laughs) 
is that this isn't just like going to a mall. Like there are actually experiences and photo opportunities and fun to be had. And it's all basic, you know, if you're not spending shopping with your credit card, it's free. Like there's no admission. You you don't even have to pay to park as far as I know, right? There's no fee to park right now. Mm -hmm. And you can go and just, it does these pranks. Yeah. And you can go and just kind of, you know, walk around and window shop if you really want to and not really have to spend anything. But, you know, there is like, there's just a variety of things. And so I feel like when people think about theme park shopping, like you were saying earlier, you know, souvenirs, it's like keychains and coffee mugs, but like this gives you the opportunity to really kind of branch out and get a bunch of things. While also, you know, if you happen to be somebody who, I don't know, goes on Splash Mountain and is completely soaked head to toe and needs to change their outfit, you can go to Disney Springs and purchase (laughs) new clothing if you need it, or new pair of flip-flops, or like there's just so much stuff there to see and to do and to, you know, look at. I feel like they're constantly adding new stores. They just opened an M&M store. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Entire store. In the the Coca-Cola store. And the Coca-Cola store. And the Coca-Cola mm-hmm. store has like a rooftop bar. Not yeah. a bar, but like a Coke bar. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. to describe it. But yeah, like, rooftop air viewing m- area. Viewing area with seating that you can go and drink your Coca-Cola. Right. They do Coca-Cola flights. Yeah, so you can get a that's flight, really fun. Which is really fun. So, you know, there's just kind of some of those unique things that you wouldn't necessarily get in other places that you can kind mm-hmm. of enjoy, you know, and they're pretty low cost. Uh, yep. Depending at on the M and M store, you can get personalized M and M's. So fun, you know. Again, just like cute things, and these are things that are fun and family oriented, or you know, even couples oriented, and just it's really just a good time all around. So I have a question. I feel like you would know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. So they opened a Ron John surf shop. I have never been into a Ron what surf shop. But okay, but what is like the thing? What is the thing with the surf shop? I feel like as a kid, whenever friends would go to Florida, they would come back with the t-shirts and I was like, you didn't even go surfing. What is the, what is this thing with this surf shop? Okay. What you need to know about Ron John's surf shop. (laughs) Yes. They do a lot of advertising around Orlando. They want you to go over to Cocoa Beach, which is about an hour drive away. It's basically the closest beach to Orlando. You know, a lot of people think, I'm going to Florida, I'm going to Orlando, going to the beach. Like, no, the beach is an hour away. You're in the center of the state. <laughs> you're in central or in central Florida. In central Florida. You, But if you're going to go to a beach on your Orlando trip, you're likely going to go to Cocoa Beach because it's the closest. And if you're going to go to Cocoa Beach, you have to go to Ron John's. It's just basically this massive surfer style retail store in Cocoa Beach. It is the largest surfing shop in the world. And it's fun. It just, it's like there's a museum there that has like all this like surfer memorabilia and just tells you like the history of surfing. (laughs) And I get, you know, Cocoa Beach is kind of like a big surf town. And so this is the place that you go and just it's the smells and the the shopping and everybody buys a Ron John's (laughs) t-shirt. Apparently. And I remember being a teenager, like, ooh, let's get some sex wax, right? <laughs> so that was like the, ooh, we brought, but it's just like surfboard wax that they just named a sexy name. 
So yeah, it's just, you know, it's just massive and fun and brightly colored. And in the 90s, it was the place to be. (laughs) Seriously, every time I see a t-shirt, I'm like, what is the deal with this place? So apparently, the next time we're in Orlando, we need to go to Cocoa Beach so I can experience this. Yeah, it's 52,000 square feet. I just looked crap. I was like, how big is this? It's 52,000 square feet of retail space. So just to give you an Yeah. So they want people there. (laughs) Basically. Just people who are wannabe surfers, who like surfing, who have maybe taken one surf class in their life. <laughs> or people who are like me who are just like, what is the deal with this this store? Yeah. Now I'm intrigued. Okay. Yeah. They have other stores. Like there's like 12 other stores or whatever, but there's like 11 other stores. There's one in Mexico and there's one in California. But yeah, the big one is the Cocoa Beach one. So someday, well. Ash. theme park shopping adjacent ron john surf shop in cocoa beach (laughs) back to disney springs they've just built one in disney springs yeah they just built one at disney springs when they added a bunch of these retailers so i remember seeing it and being like i need to understand what the situation is with this store because i see people walking around with the t-shirts i'm like yeah like i definitely don't know this many people who surf so what is happening (laughs) with all these t-shirts but yes, yeah, so they added that. I mean, there's a bunch of new things there. There's a Lily Pulitzer. There's a Lululemon. There's a, I think I said earlier, it was Kate Spade. There's a Columbia Sportswear. I mean, there's some, you know, yeah, there's some like legit retail stores there that yeah. if you really wanted to, you know, a Levi store and a Lacoste yeah. store. If you wanted to do some serious shopping, you can, you can right. definitely do that. So shopping sure. is there over a hundred stores. But the thing that it's probably, besides shopping, really impressive about Disney Springs is their dining. The food. The food. food. We're not talking about going and getting pretzels and corn dogs. Although that's an option. Although that's an option. There are five James Beard Award winning chefs at Disney Springs. Five. 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 Let's tell them who they are. Okay. So we have Morimoto. So they're yes. uh, the Morimoto Asia restaurant. Art Smith, who owns Chef Art Smith's Homecoming Kitchen. Which is like Rick- a southern cooking, right? So Morimoto Asia is like sushi and, and yeah, yeah, Asian-inspired food. And then Art Smith is actually local to Orlando-esque. Like he's he's from the area. So his food is, you know, southern, but it's also very much locally inspired I guess is the way you would describe it. Then you have Rick Bayless, who owns Frontera Cocina. Tony Mantuano, who owns Terralina. Jose Andres, who owns Haleo. And you probably will recognize that name if you were not into the restaurant scene, because he has been out since the beginning of basically the beginning of this pandemic, cooking for people and like providing food, you know, across the country and doing these massive food drives, things like that. So he's just an all around great guy. And then, of course, Wolfgang Puck uh, of Wolfgang Puck's Bar and Grill. And he's been, I think Wolfgang Puck has been there forever. Yeah. I feel like his restaurant's yes. been there for a pretty a pretty long time. So That's six chefs. <laughs> well, then one of them hasn't won a James Beard. Won a James Beard. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I don't know which one. The food is delicious, but one of them hasn't won one yet. <laughs> That's the quiz for this this episode. Which one has not won a James Beard before? Right. And all of those restaurants are amazing. Uh, There is something for every taste. Yes, make a reservation. And of course, for those of you who missed the 90s (laughs) and early aughts, there is still, for now, the Rainforest Cafe, the T-Rex Cafe, and a Planet 
Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. Do you it's remember still there? Do you remember like back in the day when Planet Hollywood first came out and there was this oh like gosh. weird competition between Hard Rock and Planet Hollywood where like Sure. They were <laughs> they were always in like the same cities and like everybody collected the pins to every like Hard Rock or Planet Hollywood they went to. It's yep. totally a thing. My uncle had a whole box, like a jewelry box, and had all of his Hard Rock cafe pins on display in it for like Listen, every single one he'd been to that was a big deal that was a thing. and you know and that planet hollywood in orlando was such an experience is such an experience it's in a big globe it's loud <laughs> the <I> food <laughs> the food is okay you know you go to planet hollywood for the food for you the go food. to planet yeah. hollywood to look at all of the movie and tv memorabilia yeah like yeah. it's the same thing with hard rock like you don't go you go to Hard Rock to like see guitars on the wall and right. you know Elvis's outfits and stuff like that. But right. it is really fun if you're yep. into the nostalgia. Your kids mm-hmm. probably, if they were born after like 1996, your kids probably have zero interest or no parent. idea. <laughs> no they idea. Don't know who Bruce Willis is? <laughs> They're, They're like, like okay, <laughs> uh, who's John Travolta? <laughs> so, Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Who's, yeah, who is that? <laughs> So, you know, it might be more for you than than your kids. But it's still there, which is great. Yes. And as Ashley mentioned, you still can get pretzels from Wetzel's Pretzels. You There's can get two of them. There's two of two them. Two of them. There's one on either side mm-hmm. of Disney Springs, which as a Wetzel's Pretzels fan, I just have to tell you that like it's just nice to have that access that to know at that any I don't. mall. You can get that at any mall, Ashley. Yeah, but I'm just saying that like sometimes you just want a pretzel. I get it. And no, I get it. <laughs> and you can get them in two different yeah. locations. Yeah, that's how big Disney Springs is. But then as we mentioned also, speaking of dining, the Instagrammable snacks, the snacks that everybody talks about, the items that everybody discusses that are at Disney Springs. We, of course, have to talk about Gideon's Bakehouse. We do. For those of you who don't know what that is, it is just these cookies that people go absolutely bonkers for. These massive chocolate chip cookies with the chocolate chips all over the outside. If you've been on Instagram or TikTok, you have seen these cookies. And the shop that you buy them in is really magical. It's like supposed to be this like antiquey. I don't even want to spoil it for like, you. Yeah, I wouldn't spoil it for people. But yeah, <laughs> what what will spoil it for you is if you don't go early and get in the virtual queue, because otherwise Ooh, you won't get yeah. a cookie. You're not so, getting. There's not absolutely getting. people who have waited four hours to be able to get a cookie. And for the record, like the cookies are like, it's like less cookie and more whatever accoutrement is like oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. it. Like I'm pretty sure somebody the just chips. took a giant bag of chocolate chips and was like, how little d- cookie dough can I roll into this giant ball yeah. to make a cookie? <laughs> so, which is fine. I'm all for it. I just want to let you know that like, <laughs> if you're the person who really likes the cookie element and not the like mm-hmm. chocolate chip element, you might be disappointed because <laughs> there's not that much of there. I don't know anybody who's left Gideon's and said that they've been disappointed. They're only I disappointed so, no. that it takes as long as it takes to get them and that they're not readily available in other states. Yes. But <laughs> in other towns. that's why the virtual queue is very important. So if that is your plan, if you are interested at all in going to Gideon's, I highly recommend getting to Disney Springs when it opens and getting your name put in the virtual queue. And you can always have them wrap up the cookies and eat them later, or you can eat them for breakfast. We won't judge. But 
you want to get it done earlier in the day because the later it is, chances are you might miss out on those cookies. Yeah. There's also a sprinkles with the sprinkles ATM that everybody loves talking about that you can go up to the ATM and order yourself a sprinkles cupcake, which is just super fun. But it's also fun that you can actually, if you know you're going to Disney and or if you know you're going to Disney Springs, you can actually order sprinkles cupcakes seven days in advance online, which is kind of fun. So if you don't want to like go and stand in line or, you know, whatever it is, you can go online and place an order, you know, within seven days and then go over and pick them up. Right. Or if there's like a birthday that you want to make sure that you have cake for to celebrate, that's just smart. That's a really smart thing to do. So it's really fun. And if you are allergy people like me, gluten-free Jessica, that's not my name. Don't call me that. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking, I was like, we can call you GF Jessica. And then I was like, no, Grand Grand Floridian Jessica. Yes. I would rather be Grand Floridian (laughs) Jessica than gluten-free Jessica. (laughs) But they have an Aaron McKenna's at Disney Springs. And if you don't know what Aaron McKenna's, if you're gluten-free or vegan, you know what Aaron McKenna's is. If you have allergies in your family, you've probably heard of Aaron McKenna's. Absolutely, if you're an allergy person, must go to Aaron McKenna's. And also, you can order birthday cakes from them. You can Mm -hmm. set that up in advance as well. I believe they also might deliver to your hotel room, for, as mm. far as I know. They used to. They used to. TBD on yeah. post-COVID right. situations. But yes, Erin McKenna's, I mean, that is go-to spot. If mm-hmm. you need like birthday cakes or anything celebratory, especially, you can definitely call them and work with them. And Everything there is allergy friendly. Yes. Nut free, dairy free, vegan, gluten free. I mean, they're phenomenal, and it's the best I've ever had. It's they so have good. one in, in uh, California on Larchmont Boulevard in Hollywood, and it's phenomenal. And uh, the coffee cake I dream about. And they also have savory things too, like veggie bombs. So you can grab a couple of those and have them. Those are great, like theme park breakfast. Picture like a huge mm-hmm. biscuit with a bunch of vegetables inside it. Just throw that in the microwave for 30 seconds in your hotel room. You are good to go. That is a great breakfast. So yeah, I highly recommend awesome. stopping by there if you have an allergy person in your family that still wants to indulge. And speaking of indulging, there's also a Giardelli. <gasps> Can't go wrong with Giardelli hot fudge, caramel, ice cream. Everybody who walks in there gets a piece of chocolate. So do that it. is my like bucket list thing. If I go to Disney Springs, I have to get a Sunday. I will literally eat it at like ten thirty in the morning, but I have to get one. It's yeah. they're so they're good. Sunday and it's the Sundays. It's the you Sundays. gotta get the Sundays yeah, because yeah, yeah. they do the whipped cream right and they do the hot fudge and all the all their hot toppings are phenomenal. Literally so. like the cup they give it to you in, the hot fudge is like you hold it and you're like, I'm gonna burn my hand. How is yeah. this plastic not <laughs> melting? In my hand. So it's so good. And there's one at California Adventure. So granted, we're not you're in the theme park, but you technically can get one on both coasts, which is just awesome. Okay, Jessica. Now it's time to talk about our other favorite pastime besides eating and shopping. <laughs> what could is, it be? Which is wait, going to theme parks or okay, watching sorry. movies? Our, what is our it? F- fifth fifth favorite six? Do the know. Cupid Shuffle? <laughs> <laughs> Doing the wobble in the middle of Epcot. The in the middle of Epcot. Speaking of doing the wobble in the middle of Epcot, you could also potentially do the wobble in the middle of Disney Springs after you visit one of their many <laughs> drinking establishments. <laughs> yeah, they have some pretty great bars. Adults listening. Yeah, you're going to want to go to Wine Bar George. For sure, if you're a wine lover, you're going to want to go to Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar oh my if gosh. you're an Indiana Jones type of person. It's so fun. 
if you're an Indian Jones fan, it's got that kind of like Adventurers Club feel to it. Raglan Road, Irish, fun. You can't go wrong. Food's great, too. And they shockingly have a lot of happy hours. Yeah. A lot of the locations have happy hours, which I was really surprised because I don't think that's something that necessarily gets talked about a lot. Like, for instance, House of Blues. This is crazy. House of Blues has $6 Long Island iced teas until 6 p.m. Oh, my God. Which just sounds like a really fun, but also, like, bad afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's when you're in bed at, like, 7.30. But then, you know, also Paradiso 37, which is just delicious to begin with. If you sit at the bar, they have $5 house margaritas. So there's a ton of options. And some of them have some, like, quirky requirements, like you have to sit at the bar or, or it's outside or whatever it is, but there's at least like six or seven places at Disney Springs that offer some sort of happy hour option, which is just really fun when you're on vacation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those $6 Long Island iced teas. That's yeah. a thing we need to add that to the bucket list. Add that to the bucket list. And then usually there's some great live entertainment happening, especially on the weekends at Disney Springs. But really, any day of the week, you might be able to find some live entertainment. Dancing, the Irish step dancing at Raglan Road. There's performances. There's DJs. Like, if you're planning an evening at Disney Springs, you might just be walking to your next destination and end up listening to to a band play, listening to a DJ. And then sometimes I've seen characters come out and dance. I mean, it's really fun, even though it's not Pleasure Island anymore. And it's more family oriented. It's still a party. It's still a great time. I mean, if you're looking for like a date night, you can't go wrong. No, no. I mean, it's such a great spot to just see a bunch of different things, hear a bunch of different things. You know, the music is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, The Edison has, well, I don't want to give it away to anybody who hasn't been there, but they have some in-house performances, uh, which are great. (laughs) So fun. And then also, again, if you're like us and you remember the House of Blues heyday, then you will be thrilled to know that there's still a House of Blues Sorry, Disney Springs. And in normal times, they still have people come and perform inside House of yeah. Blues, like, you know, they used mm-hmm. to. So for the brunch and all that. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to House of Blues, the original and one in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Wrapping up Disney Springs, there are other experiences that you can do that are really fun and interesting there that you will have to pay for, like a hot air balloon flight at Aerofile. Is that how you say it? Aerofile? Aerofile? Yeah. 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 There's a Splitsville there back kind of over where Disney Quest used to be. R.I.P. Disney Quest. R.I.P. Disney Quest, which is a really fun like bowling and drinking and food area. Also was a Virgin Megastore. That's how I remember it. Oh my gosh, I forgot about the Virgin Megastore. (gasps) Yeah, that was a massive Virgin Megastore. R.I.P. Yep, you can ride the vintage Amphicar, which is like a water car. I think it's one of the only places in the country that you can do something like that. Which is really cool. Yep. And then, of course, there's a movie theater. Go and see the movie that came out that week that you're on your vacation, <laughs> if that's what you want to do. Hey, it's air-conditioned, and usually they let you, I mean, at your own risk, but if you put, like, a caramel apple in your purse and <laughs> some fudge. I mean, you do candy pass cauldron. Candy Cauldron before I you get mean, to the movie right, theater. So I used to do that all the time. Oh, my gosh. That was, like, my MO. We'd go to Candy Cauldron, stick it in the purse, go to AMC. They don't care. And it's actually a really good rainy day activity. If you don't want to go to the parks because you have a rainy day, which, you know, hashtag Orlando. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) happen. Then, you know, that's a perfect way to kill some time. Go and catch a movie, enjoy Mm -hmm. some air conditioning and 
some yeah. snacks. And then there's also going to be a new Cirque du Soleil show opening up there, which for those of us who remember the original La Nuba. Downtown Disney La Nuba, this will be exciting. Forever. That was there for so long. Like 20 plus years, right? Right? Yeah. A long Those time. Performers. Good for them. I feel like that end, the West Side, is like a mini Las Vegas. Like everything that we're yeah. talking about, I'm like, we did that in Las Vegas. We did that in Las Vegas. We went to the yep. Coca-Cola store. We saw it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. It's fun. It's just like how in Las Vegas, you don't really need to pay admission to have a good time and walk around mm-hmm. and see all this. That's very similar to Disney Springs and how it is. So Very true. Very true. So, Ashley, as a travel agent, you would recommend visiting Disney Springs when on a vacation? So if you are there for like a full week, like if you're there during the week, during a weekday, I highly recommend doing it on a weekday. The weekends are always packed because locals. So if you really want to have a quieter experience, going first thing in the morning when it opens, you know, during the week is perfect. And then, of course, if you want to go and have, you know, a nice meal at night, make a reservation. But again, the weekdays are your better days in terms of crowds. Weekends just get really, really busy, especially, you know, Friday and Saturday nights. But you could, in theory, I mean, definitely carve out a couple of hours. It's massive. And there's or so much to see. Days. You could go a couple, yeah. you know, during the day, one day, during the night, another day, mm-hmm. and still probably not see everything. For no, sure. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would even do it like if you go one day to like, just go shopping, and then another day to go back and have like dinner and drinks or something, you know, you can definitely spread it out. And that's the nice thing about being able to just hop on the bus and go over there. If you're staying on Disney property, it just makes it super accessible. Or if you're staying, you know, at Saratoga Springs, you can walk there. Yeah. I cannot underline this enough of how massive it is. Yeah. I think it confuses people the first time they get there. And so making a reservation, very important. Very important. And let them know how they do that. So you can make a reservation online through the Walt Disney World website, the dining reservation website, like you would any other dining reservation for the theme parks or the resorts. Or apps. Same right? or the app, same process, same availability. Basically just go through the same thing and just uh filter out all the restaurants that exist at Disney Springs. Love it. Yeah. Do make it. it easy. Do it. Really, though, seriously, because otherwise you don't want to be that person that's waiting six hours to eat a Raglan Road. Right. But if you do decide to just kind of go there on a whim and you can't get a reservation anywhere, you could still put your name in someplace and mm-hmm. then go walk around for two hours. Yeah. And honestly, there's <laughs> you know, tons of like to quick do, service locations yeah. too. Mm-hmm. There's a whole section of food trucks. There's plenty of places where you can just like go in and grab something, you know, really quick. Yeah. One of my favorite locations is the Polite Pig, which is amazing barbecue. And that is quick service. So there's definitely some spots you can go in and just, you know, grab something. Raglan Road, I know we keep talking about it, but it's so good. You can actually get fish and chips outside of Raglan Road, just like you can at Epcot when you're in the UK. So there's definitely some things where you don't have to have a reservation. You can just go and grab some stuff and walk around. So do you remember, uh, picture it, Orlando, 1989. Do you remember when you tell I've watched too much Golden Girls. That's Do you remember when Sophia. there was <laughs> You know the big paddle boat, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many, many years ago, that was called the Empress Lily, and it was named yeah. after the woman we love, Walt's wife Lillian. And it mm-hmm. was its own, you know, restaurant. It had four floors and all of these things. And Clam anyway. Yeah. Right? Well, I think it was called Clam the Empress Lily crab. first. 
And yeah, then the yeah. they changed it in the 90s, maybe. And it became Fulton's Crab House. But when they Fulton's changed Crab it, House. Yeah. yeah. But when they changed it, apparently there was some issues with the original design of the restaurant. Like some of the, like the smokestacks and the wheels and stuff like that. So a lot of that stuff disappeared. In recent years with the Disney Springs kind of revamp, they actually re-themed the restaurant. So now it's called Paddlefish. And they put a ton of money into it to bring back the smokestacks and the water wheel and all of that stuff. But I just think it's a really cool piece of history because a lot of people who were at Disney when it first opened, well, Disney World when it first opened in the 70s, very distinctly remember it as Empress Lily. And it was like one of the fancy places to go to eat. Like yeah. It was very swanky, you know. Swanky. Swanky. I think it's swanky. <laughs> I mean, there was only a handful of those places. Yeah. I think it's just really cool that instead of being at the resorts or at the parks, there was actually one place outside that was really, yeah. you know, people, there was like a dress code. And so when people talk about it, they're like, I ate at the Empress Lily. That's what they're talking about. I just think it's kind of cool. Yeah. That is cool. I like it. Fun little history. I know. We could keep talking about Disney Springs forever, but I think it's time to talk about the other massive theme park shopping district in Orlando. Of course, we are talking about Universal City Walk. Opened in 1999. I remember it well. (laughs) I was just going to say, I was like, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I'm pretty sure you You remember this. (laughs) I I was there. I definitely actually was working at Universal the year that it opened. (laughs) Wait, were you working at Halloween Horror Nights the year it opened? Yeah. Yep. That, that, yep. That's That's exciting. Yep. It's... (laughs) was really exciting for it when it opened. Unlike Disney Springs, you do have to walk through City Walk to get to Universal Studios or Islands of Adventure. Yeah, it was built on top of the old parking lot. Right. So when Islands of Adventure opened City Walk, this just made sense. They were next to each other. And there was this idea of, well, wait a second, if you have to kind of like walk through, we might as well put stuff there for you to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to walk between the parks anyway. And so they opened CityWalk Orlando, and it was a party when it opened, for sure. It was definitely more on, like, the Pleasure Island side, you know what I mean? It's definitely adult-themed in terms of restaurants that were sit-down dining and bars. Mm -hmm. Bars and clubs, doing a little salsa. I mean, we definitely, like, I remember in college, like, going out to the clubs, at City Walk. Like that was a that was a thing that you would do. You'd get on your little shorts and your halter top in the nineties with the butterfly clips in your hair. And the body and glitter. <laughs> so oh, much body glitter. So much body and glitter. Go to City Walk Orlando. <laughs> I'm so excited for these things to come back because we all know they're coming back. Like I've already seen yeah. like the crop tops and the flare jeans. Oh, that's what you're excited. I thought you were talking about you were excited about <laughs> theme parks, clubs coming no, back. No, no. Like, that's what, what I'm saying is that like the outfits, like I'm oh, just looking outfits. forward to the day where I can go out and buy body glitter as an adult and go back to theme park clubs with no. body glitter. No? No, You don't actually. want to do that? <laughs> body glitter? I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it used to get stuck to everything. You could like see where you were sitting. Yeah, but Jessica, but it's it been like your 20 plus good. years. And here's the yeah. thing, like I'm sure the formula is there's probably like cruelty-free have there been advancements like yes there is 100 percent advancements in body glitter 
And now that's like vegan, cruelty free, you know, like SPF included. Ocean safe. Ocean safe. We're going to do it. It's going to okay. happen. So let's talk about CityWalk. Let's tell them what they need to know about CityWalk. You can't really compare it to Disney Springs. I mean, it's in, you can in that it's also a shopping district near a theme park and that there's souvenir shops and things like that. Even though it's not as massive as Disney Springs, it's absolutely still worth checking out. Totally. Not a ton of shopping. Not a ton of shopping. But this is the thing I think is just awesome. There's a tattoo parlor at CityWalk, <laughs> which I know seems a little weird. But like, I just think that is such like, who gets to say that they went and rode, you know, uh, Hagrid's and then got a tattoo after like, I just feel like that's a very like unique <laughs> experience that you know, you certainly you're not getting a tattoo, a permanent tattoo at Disney Springs. So you know, there's, I just think it's really cool. It's like the world's most famous tattoo company, right? Yeah. Hart and Huntington. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. And they book out really far in advance. So just <laughs> just as an FYI, if this is a thing you're into. You, so if you, you know. want a souvenir from your vacation. Forever. Forever. <laughs> and e- you'll never lose it. Never. You'll never, mis- you'll never misplace it. You could it, just get a tattoo right there. of a keychain <laughs> on your body. <laughs> Of a Universal Studios keychain. Oh and no! Are we gonna do that now? I'm not. No, 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 no. no I'm okay. not doing. No, no, no. But I'm just saying that's an uh, oh, that's gosh. a thing you could do. It's like yeah, it's an option, especially right. if you can ever find your name on any of those keychains. Yeah. Not that I know that from experience. I would definitely say that any merch that you could find in the parks, you can find at the Universal Studios store at City Walk. So if you can hold off on doing your shopping, plus because Universal has so many more thrill rides and roller coasters and things like that, just wait and save your souvenir shopping to the end of the day as you're walking out. Stop at the Universal Studios store. You can get all your Harry Potter stuff there. I mean, except for, and you can even get wands. Can you get the wands there? I mean, you don't have the whole like Ollivander's experience, experience, but you can still get wands. You can do that. They have a surf shop there. Is it a Ron John surf forever. shop? No, Probably it's not. called Quiet Flight. And, you know, it's just got like Quicksilver and Oakley and, yeah. you know, all of that. Rip Curl Element, Roxy. It's got all that like surf kind of stuff. And they also have like a Tommy Bahama type store as well. So, you know, some clothes, uh, you know, but nothing like really a fossil, Ooh. you know, like watches and yeah. wallets and stuff like that. But like uh-huh. nothing really to write home about. But I would just say more so than World of Disney, if you're going to get some Universal merch, get it on your way out at the Universal Studio store. Because, yeah. yeah. It just makes it so much easier. But I feel like, to go back to your earlier point where you're like, it was a party. I mean, I feel like part of the reason why they built City Walk was because the parks back in the day, the parks weren't open that late. Like right, Universal wasn't right. like it closed at like seven. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't a park that you hung out, you know, until midnight like, like you do at some of the Disney parks. <laughs> right. And so it was the perfect opportunity to catch people leaving the park where they're like they're hungry, it's the end of the day, or they're, you know, not done mm-hmm. enjoying their day or whatever it was. I mean, now it's a little bit different, but like back then it was like genius for them yeah. to do that because the parks would close so early, which is just weird to think about now, but yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's and why there's so many clubs and, and restaurants. Yeah. And it's free. If you're just going to City Walk to party, it's free after 6 p.m. to park, or at least it is right now. And 
City Walk is open till 2 a.m. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you can go to the theme park and then party all night at at the City Walk. And then we recommend if that is your plan to please take an Uber or a Lyft or stay on property at one of the Universal (laughs) Resorts. Please and thank you. All right, Jessica, where did you go clubbing when you were at <laughs> City Walk? Well, Pat O'Brien's, which is also, you know, like a Mardi Gras type of place. Some of the names of the places have changed, but like the place that's now known as The Groove, which is like like a house music. Right. But they but what's great, what I really like about them is that they play like kind of old school music, like 70s and 80s. So I think. But yeah, there's like different rooms with their different drinks in them that are really fun and like decorated like 70s or 80s. You know, there's like a sci-fi room. That's a fun if you like to dance and shake your booty. That's where you're going to go. You're going to the groove. Have you heard that they have a karaoke club there now? I was just going to say the next time. I know what we're doing the next time we're in Orlando. Go to City Walk. Oh, gosh. We are going, going to Rising Star. <laughs> to City Walk's Rising Star, which is the karaoke bar. But here's the cool thing about it. Most nights of the week, you're actually karaokeing to a live band with backup singers. Yeah, that's awesome. Which have is awesome. Have you ever done live band karaoke? I no. <laughs> I did one on a cruise ship and and once in Los Angeles at Sardos when Sardos was open in Burbank. And yeah, we it's fun. You still have the track, like you still have they play along to like a click track. Okay. But it's cool cuz like you feel like you make different choices because <laughs> the band's list of things that they can play is kind of limited, but then but they're all like rock and roll, really kind of fun songs. I did Black Cat by Janet Ooh. Jackson. <laughs> so fun. So what you're saying is we probably can't sing songs by the Indigo Girls. Not likely. No. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> No, it's going to be more like Joan Jett and, you know, that's that's what they want you to do okay. there. But yeah, it's that's fair. fun. Super fun. If you're into karaoke, that's a good spot to go. And I think the newest one that they have is the Red Coconut Club. It's like high up. It kind of like looks out over a balcony. It's a little like retro, like 50s Vegas, Polynesian style. Yeah, it sounds really fun. I have not been there, but they have live music Thursday through Saturday. And they have DJs, spinning tunes, Thursday nights, ladies night. Hey, free admission for the ladies. Otherwise, it's like $7 for a cover. So (laughs) just blows my like the idea of being a cover charge while you're at City Walk is just funny to me. Listen, but it's a hot spot. And also Orlando and Orlando people. That's that's a club town. It It has been will always be a nightlife place. So I would totally check out the Red Red Coconut Club. Red Coconut. Add to the bucket list. Let's talk about dining. Yes. Because they have 25 restaurants. Over 25 restaurants. There's a lot of options. And bars. What are some of your favorites, Ashley? So as we talked about on our Universal episode, I love cowfish. I will eat everything at cowfish. I also love, as hokey as it sounds, I really love Margaritaville. Same. And I don't know if that's because like I like the food or if the margaritas just make me like the food more, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm all in on a visit to Margaritaville. I love it. I Listen, also, that's a really fun place to go. Really and the fun. volcano erupts when the song Volcano comes on. It is really fun. And, and know, then you also totally believe the staff when they're like, yeah, Jimmy Buffett plays here all the time. And you're like, yeah, sure he does. But like, 
you get, you know, one or two drinks in, and you're like, maybe he'll show up tonight, which never, oh, he's never going to show up and perform. No. But it is really fun. The environment's really fun. It's very well themed. We love Yeah, themes. we love a theme. We love a good theme. Voodoo Donuts, which up until recent years, you could only get in Portland, Oregon, and they are delicious, and some of them are vegan. So that's a fun, like, since you're walking into the theme parks through City Walk, you can stop at Voodoo Donuts and pick up a fun donut for breakfast before you head into the park, which is which is a good way to start the day with a big old sugar rush. Unless and then, you're gluten free, because they don't have anything for gluten free people. Not yet, throwing, but they this do is have me throwing shade at them. <laughs> but shade. they do have vegan options, so I feel like it's just a matter of time before we get a gluten free donut out of them. I think it's going to happen. It. And then you know, toothsome, toothsome milkshakes. That's a meal in itself. That's my vote right there. The Toothsome Chocolate Emporium is a must visit. Their food is great. Almost all of their drinks are chocolate related, but you can yeah. get some other drinks that aren't if you're not a huge chocolate person. But if it's me, I got to get their peanut indulgent milkshake. Oh my goodness. Peanut butter ice cream and chocolate ice cream is gluten-free there. And oh my gosh, they put all this sorts of peanut butter cups and peanuts and whipped cream. Ooh. Amazing. It's literally um, a meal in itself. Like, I actually don't know anybody who goes and can eat the food and the milk. Like, I feel yeah. like you have to pick and choose. Yeah, get an appetizer <laughs> and then get yeah. the massive milkshake or dessert. Also, for gluten free people, they also have a flourless chocolate cake there. So, Ooh. get that. I also just, we're talking about a couple of snacks and little things that I love at City Walk. I love the sweet plantains at Bob Marley's. You know, a lot of people have not had that before, and it's a really great place to get that because they do it right. Sweet plantains are like bananas, if you don't know what they are, and this, the way that they grill them. Ooh, so good. I think I've and ever had them. Free. Oh my gosh, they're so good. They're like sweet and savory at the same time. You think like, but like, why would I want a banana? But it's like really like a good caramelized banana, and they're like four bucks. It's super like affordable and a good thing to get. Okay, I'll try. Also, cowfish for me because sushi, mm -hmm. yes. And at Antajitos, which is like a Mexican restaurant there, also amazing margaritas. A lot of great tequilas there. They have elote there, and a lot of people haven't had that. And if you haven't, it's corn with butter and cheese and spice and, yes, like corn on the cob rolled in deliciousness and gluten-free and a must, must try. It's for so sure. good. Go get drinks and elote. And thank me later. It's so good. It's so good. Now I just want Elodie. Yeah. Yeah. There are other fancy restaurants, sit down dining options at Universal City Walk that we haven't mentioned, like Big Fire. Or like the very with fancy Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. <laughs> what? <laughs> shrimp it's, is fancy. Yeah. Is it fancy? <laughs> is it, it's, it's okay. You know, it's fine. Vivo Italian Kitchen, which is like mm -hmm. a modern Italian. They've got good wine there. And listen, did we not mention the fanciest place of all, the Hot Dog Hall of Fame? <laughs> we did not. But we also didn't mention the NBC Sports Grill and Brew, which I also feel like is up there in terms of fanciness. So, you know, you have a lot of options. You can really get like dressed up for your hot dog or not. <laughs> and their Hard Rock Cafe is still open. Their Hard Rock Cafe is still open, and their Hard Rock actually has a separate performance venue. So yes. Hard Rock Live. Hard Rock Live, which is that big Coliseum-looking thing that you see in a lot of their photos and videos. So, you know, in normal times, that's where you can actually catch, like, real concerts and shows and things like that. 
but it's not it's not part of the cafe. They're two separate things, which is kind of fun. Fun. Yeah. And they also, in terms of entertainment, much like Disney Springs, also has a movie theater. They sure do. They have a cinema. Massive cinema. The IMAX and the whole thing. Hard Rock Live, like we mentioned, and to see if there's a concert there while you are there or if someone is performing that you would be interested in seeing. And then there's mini golf. There is mini golf, which is awesome. Which is so Orlando. I love that there's a mini golf. (laughs) And there's two courses. There is? Oh, I didn't realize that. There's two courses and they are, hold on, they're themed. Let me look. It's called Hollywood Drive-In Golf. And- There are two different courses you can play. So they're interactive 18-hole mini golf courses. One is called The Haunting of Ghostly Greens. And the other <laughs> the other is called Invaders from Planet Putt. So, Ooh. yeah. Okay. They're kind of scary sounding. Yeah, like, like a like haunted one. School, like drive-in. Oh, I get it because it's like a drive-in. So it's like that yeah. sci-fi diner kind of. <laughs> yes. That sci-fi kind of. Yeah, old school Hollywood. I love they it. They sell like specialty golf balls, which I just think is really fun. Oh, that's fun. That's a cute yeah. little souvenir. Like they're bright or different designs. And like I think some of them light up, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. So City Walk, maybe not necessarily like a full day, but definitely lunch or definitely post theme park dinner and drinks. So, you know, maybe like four hours, you know, something like that. But definitely probably not as big of a day as you could spend at Disney Springs. No. And I think it's definitely, like you said, it's like the add-on, right? It's the, you know, stop in the morning. There's like a Starbucks or like a crepe place and you can grab like breakfast on your way in. And then on your way out, you know, it's a fun way to kind of, if you didn't eat in the parks, you know, you can grab something Mm -hmm. to eat outside and and city walk. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you're looking to... Get your dance on after walking around the theme parks all day because, yeah. you know, you're not tired. You could also split up your day because it is walking mm-hmm. distance. You don't have to get on any sort of bus or whatever to get there. If you don't want to eat in the park, you could go and eat somewhere at City Walk during your park day and then go right back into the park. Absolutely. Yeah. It's much easier to get around. They're much, you know, it's a much tighter space than it would be at Disney. So you could easily leave and come back. Yeah. And reservations, you can absolutely make reservations at some of these places. Check the Universal app. And I would definitely recommend reservations, especially on the weekends, because a lot of these places get very busy. And some of them are super popular, like Toothsome Chocolate Emporium is super popular. So, you know, reservations are just always recommended regardless. Yeah. Awesome. So that was our part one. That's Orlando theme park shopping districts. If you have any other questions about Disney Springs or about City Walk Orlando or have suggestions that we didn't make, please reach out to us. You can always find us on the web at themeparkettes.com. We are on Instagram at the theme parkettes. My personal Instagram is at actor Jessica Gardner. And mine is at happy go Ashley. We are Jessica and Ashley, the theme parkettes. And hey, if you see us at CityWalk wearing body glitter and butterfly clips, (laughs) you know Ashley forced me to do that. So please come up and save me. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, you can sit with us. Thanks, everybody.